0: My friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Glad you're with us today. We've got a great show lined up for you, and I want to get the uh, information out there about the HGH Stimulate. It is on sale, product of the week. I told you guys yesterday for the last day today, so if you want to stock up on it at 12% off, be sure to check it out and vote for what you want to see when tomorrow as product of the week, looks like the ultimate multiple powder it's pulling along pretty uh, pretty solid right here. I'm looking at it as far as the votes on the website right now. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check that out. Our new website is coming together really well. We've been working on it. And uh, I know it's taking longer than normal, changed a lot of things I didn't like. have gone back and forth, but I really want everybody to have a very easy-to-navigate experience on the new website with the auto-ship, with the point structure, with the auto-pay, um, you know, as far as where you can just go in there, save everything, auto-ship it. Make it really simple for everybody. So thank you again for bearing with us on that. It will be up here very, very soon. We're probably going to be rolling it out within the next week or two. So thank you again for your patience and your support. Also, one other thing I wanted to clarify and make sure uh, yesterday, I told you guys about the DHL Express that's getting all over the world extremely fast, I had a lot of international customers taking us up back on that offer uh, because, it, you know, I know a lot of individuals had real problems getting stuff in a timely fashion during COVID and after COVID, and, you know, we apologize for that. We're getting stuff very quickly now within, you know, a few days to different countries. I did want to clarify, though, it's not next-day air. I said yesterday that we got a package out on Monday. It landed in Canada from Florida to Canada by the next day. It went through customs. It took a couple days to get through that, and then it was delivered that week. But it's not next-day air. I had somebody email me saying they wanted to get the Canadian next-day air shipping. It's just DHL Express International, which, again, is extremely fast, the fastest international shipping I have seen anywhere on the planet. But it's not just guaranteed next day. I want to clarify that make sure everybody knows what they're getting as far as a really good price, really fast shipping, really good service, direct to your door with the highest quality supplements. And I, again, thank you for your support. We're seeing most deliveries in five days or less pretty much all over the globe. So if you got any questions on that, feel free to email us or call us at 1-800-726-1834, and we'll get you taken care of on an order and get it out to you today. Also, too, in other news, this is something that I saw it was very interesting. Now, they're starting to try a full blown or well, they're not trying to the Tampa Tribune and the Orlando Sentinel and pretty much all the hardcore leftist website news agencies in the state of Florida have tried to put a massive hit piece out on uh, DeSantis and also too on our Surgeon General. And this is not surprising to me whatsoever. This is something that they have been trying to do for a long, long time. And they're trying to say now that DeSantis, the Surgeon General, is manipulating data to justify his anti-vaccine agenda. You can't make this up. And what they're trying to say is now that he picked out specific details of his data that showed young men are at much higher risk for myocarditis after they get the COVID injection. And they're saying now that that's not completely accurate. We're fact-checking that and the fact that you know he, he pulled some of the data out and cherry-picked it. And that's why it shows that. That's not exactly true. We're, we're calling ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, you, you can't make this up, guys. And I'll, I'll post the article; You can read the whole thing. So we don't have time all today. But I saw the article pop up last night. And the Tampa Tribune did it. Now that we'll land of Sentinels covering it down here in Florida. And this is a complete and total hatchet job to try to do everything they can and remember most of these guys are bought and paid for by Pfizer to do everything they can to try to control the narrative that this shot is not causing massive health problems ironically enough you remember when Dr. Fauci completely told everybody that oh masks aren't necessary oh none of this stuff works you know I have ivermectin is it doesn't work at all and all these stupid things he said on a regular basis. Then turn around everything he said was a lie Ironically enough now, he did an interview the other day and he said, well – I think we all just need to – this is a quote from him. I'm quoting him right now. This is what he said this week. I think we have to get away from the blame game because so many things that you have mentioned were unknown at times. It's really big Monday morning quarterbacking is what it was. So rather than a blame game, everybody needs to stop that. But one of the things we have to stay away from here because there were things that happened and it was a moving target and there were things that we did not know at the time and you had to, out of necessity, make a decision. Bull. This is also the same guy in two thousand and twenty one that came out and said, and I quote, Any attack against me against me is an attack on science because everything I've talked about has been based in science. Oh yeah, that's right. Remember when Fauci declared himself Lord Fuhrer Science? I am science. Everything I say is science. Anything you disagree with me, you need to take it up with science because I I am the almighty and all-powerful science Fauci bobblehead. This is how how stupid and arrogant this guy is. He's (laughs) sitting there as as the most paid, I should say overpaid, the highest paid. Government employee in the entire country is telling everybody on national television he is science, and any attack against him is attack on science. Now he has the audacity to come out and say, "Well, listen, guys, we need to stop the blame game. You know, it doesn't matter what happened anymore. It's over with. It's over with. Just forget about it. It doesn't matter. None of this matters anymore. It's just let's forget about it. Don't blame anybody. It's just things happen. We, you know, we just kind of messed up on a lot of stuff. No, he didn't mess up at all." He knew exactly what he was doing, and he was doing exactly what he was told to do. That's why I've said before, the entire pandemic was a complete and total sham from start to finish. Was there a very bad virus floating around that got people sick? Absolutely. Was it also used to justify a military operation on the United States to roll out RNA gene therapy that had never been approved for human testing, much less roll out for the public domain to use? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the entire status of what they did. And now imagine that they have the RNA gene therapy on the childhood shot schedule. And I told Lana last night, I was talking about the autism rates that are going up. I was talking to my wife about it. And I said, we're going to be watching a very strange time over the next 10 to 15 years. And she was kind of going back and forth with me on it. She's like, what are you thinking as far as what's going to happen with, you know, our kids and them trying to find spouses? I said, I don't know. I said, all I can do is pray for them. I said, it's going to be a rough time in the next 10 to 15 years, especially with parents that are completely and totally either inept or they just follow the lies and their calcified pineal gland doesn't allow them to actually think about anything rationally. I said, because we're about to see, an exponential growth in childhood autism and severe, severe health problems all across the board with these shots. And I said, remember, not only were these shots not tested longer than like a month, like 30 test subjects with this RNA gene therapy for children, there was not a single RNA gene therapy test done that showed what happened when you use RNA therapy in conjunction with DTaP and uh, MMR shot and all these other childhood shot schedules. Six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, boom, 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 boom. Got got, got good, go shot." Gotta keep him go shot. Child's extremely sick. He's not staying healthy. He's got tubes in his ears. His adenoids and tonsils have been removed. He's getting autism. It appears now. It doesn't matter. Gotta get more shots. He needs more shots. If you don't get more shots, I'm dropping you. I'm dropping you. I don't, I don't want to be dropped from the pediatrician. But it doesn't matter. I'm dropping you. If you remember, if you don't get shot scheduled, I don't get my bonus for Blue Cross Blue Shield. Don't you understand that, peasant? You owe me money. I own you. You do what I tell you to do. That's the arrogance I've heard about in some of these pediatric offices, including firsthand knowledge from my wife when she took my daughter to one, one time that I will not blast on the radio right now because I don't want to deal with a bunch of blowback, but I've made it very vocal in the community who they are, and I will not support them. And I told everybody else not to support them because these pediatricians do this on a regular basis. They know what's happening to these kids. They know it's occurring to them. They know the long-term severity issues that they see over and over and over and over and over again, exactly the same in these kids, yet they continue to push the narrative because of greed. Now, again, I'm not saying all pediatricians and all doctors are like this. What I am saying is, Be very cautious who you're listening to about your children and what they're telling you to do. Be very cautious about who your children are being exposed to in the school system and teachers and parents. I saw one of the most disturbing articles of my life recently in Breitbart, and this was over in Texas now at Plainview South Elementary School, a first grade boy exposed himself to another first-grade six-year-old girl in the lunch line. And then later on, he grabbed her in class before the teacher was on there. And you can read this article. Grabbed her. This is a first-grader, guys. Six-year-olds grabbed her in class before the teacher got in there and put her down underneath the basically the desk and tried to get her to perform a sex act on him. And that's not the most disturbing part. The most disturbing part – is the kids in the class grabbed the school iPads and tried to record him doing it to her and didn't even try to stop him. They all sat there on their iPads and tried to record it. She grabbed a book and basically hit him very hard, apparently, and he stopped everything he was doing. Kudos to her. I hope she gets into jujitsu and karate now For parents do already have her in that. And the worst part about it, even on top of all that, the school tried to cover it up for a week and a half and never brought it to the parents' attention until the parents finally had a meeting with the principal because they said their daughter was acting extremely despondent and would not talk to them and they could not figure out what was going on. They finally said, Well there's an incident at school, but it's all handled now. Everything's okay. They said, what happened? What happened? And they told them what happened. They said, Oh, everything's okay. My six-year-old daughter had another student do this to her while the rest of the class tried to record it. And you think that is okay? Guys, there's only one reason why these children would be acting like this is because they're being directly exposed to this type of behavior either at home or on the internet or in the school as far as with the teachers and these transgender sick perverts that are trying to normalize this. Six-year-olds aren't sexualized. News flash to everybody. They don't have any type of puberty that has happened to them yet. They're not involved in sexual activity yet. This is completely and totally due to the degradation of society that has gone now and has perverted these young children exactly what I said is gonna happen. When you start sexualizing five-year-olds and talking to them about gender theory and transgender ideology at five years old, what do you think is gonna start happening to these children? The whole goal. Between good versus evil is that evil wants to pervert these children down to the earliest age so that they will never understand biblical principles, and they will never be able to fall as far as in line with God Almighty. And they want these children to be complete and total perverts as young as they can. This was a sick story that I saw, and I mean I have a six-year-old daughter, five-year-old daughter, and a seven-year-old son, so it really hit home when I saw this because I can't even imagine how mad. How irate her parents had to have been when they found out about this. And now, this girl, six years old, is going to have to deal with this now the rest of her life that she basically got exploited in the middle of class. And thank goodness she grabbed a book and defended herself. But this is another reason why, and I'm going to address this very clearly and concisely your children need to be fighters, your children need to be defensive. Your children need to know how to protect themselves. I'm not talking about making your child a bully. I loathe bullies. I've never supported bullying. Dad never allowed that whatsoever. I never grew up as a bully. I grew up as a fighter from a very young age. You have to know how to defend yourself. And having your children exposed to that at a young age and learn how to basically, in an enjoyable manner, it doesn't have to be rough and violent, but learning how to defend themselves is absolutely crucial especially in this day and age, because what is happening and what is going to come after them in the next coming years with this type of society that is becoming normalized is not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Act accordingly. Prepare accordingly. Use wisdom in all situations, especially with your children, because there really is a fight for good and evil every single day right now on this earth. And dad's going to
1: get into more of that right now. Dad, how are you doing this morning? Wow, great opening off. that. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, doing really well but you're right i mean we've got a problem i mean think about it you know with you know with your kids i mean who are they going to marry yeah not not only do they have to deal with 76 vaccines now now they have to deal with that COVID shot from from puberty i mean for five years of age on and so they're going to have all this you know spike protein wrapped around all the testicles and all the ovaries and all the rest of the stuff to prevent sexual you know growth as far as secondary sexual characteristics and I mean, it's going to be a major mess. I mean, I know now that I'm in, I'm in this, you know, in this this dating world of craziness and, you know, just trying to find somebody to go out with that hasn't been spiked is crazy. And almost everybody who's got spiked proteins have got health problems. I mean, you know, the, the, immune disorders, you know, you know, Pot syndrome. I mean, I've run into all of it. And so you, you can't even go out with people that have been vaccinated because they're so sick. And, and you think back, what the heck? You know, how, how did this happen? Well, you know, we've got to maintain pure blood. And we can't be contaminating our bloodstream like this and you know, and putting mRNA vaccines. And you're right, Austin. Fauci knew exactly what he was doing. DARPA worked with mRNA vaccines in their super soldier program 20 years ago. Yep. And they found that it couldn't be done. That when you try, to try, you try to change the human genome like this, you have all kinds of consequences. And one of their studies that were done were cats and ferrets. Every single animal ended up dying of septus. All of them died. And then they said it was so dangerous you couldn't do it to humans. But yet here we are. 80% of the population of the planet has now been injected with gene therapy. And, you know, and we had our, our buddy from the Porsche dealership, Dean. He's dead. You know, and, we, and we've got other people that we know that are dead that took the vaccines. And we have other people we know who didn't take the vaccines, who came down with COVID, which is a very real condition that was released on us, that basically got remdesivir, and they had organ failure, and they died. We've got friends like that, too. And all of those and everybody listening today on the show, you all have the same thing. You know somebody or know, know of somebody that has died from COVID. I mean, we all know the athletes that are dropping dead on the fields. It's a problem. I, I feel sorry for the for the first, you know, for the generation. You know, when you're on these dating apps, sometimes you'll see, you know, it says, "I have not had the COVID shot." That's what, that's on my shot on my on my on my dating app. It says, "I have not had the COVID shot," and you, and you try to find other people to say the same thing. "I have not had the COVID shot," and and it's crazy. And the same thing's going to happen with these young kids, like you know, your children, Austin. I just mentioned this. I know I'm being repetitive, but I want to say it one more time. It's going to be a real problem trying to find people. And again. This is all from the evil. And remember, Satan doesn't want to scorch the earth and burn it down. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to change it into evil and rule it. That's his goal. He's, he basically is just a sick, perverted weirdo who got completely consumed with greed and consumed with, you know, arrogance and pride and, and rebelled against God and what was right. That's who he is. You know, it's very much like that uh, Star Wars character, you know, when you when you look at the dark side and you see the you see this wizard there. And he's he's this weirdo. And he's he's you know, he's got this lightning coming out of his fingernails. I mean, it's just it's like that. It's like, you know, we've got a situation in which we've got this war going on with these evil things doing evil stuff. And it's what it is. But let's go back to the Genesis real quick. Let's go ahead and do Angel Wars part seven real quick. And this is good. You know, and you know when when Jesus and you know and God were talking to Adam in our garden, and they were downloading information into him. The first thing that Jesus told Adam was to basically do his job in the garden, make sure it would continue to look beautiful, I guess. And then also, it says in Genesis two fifteen, and the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. The second thing that Jesus told Adam was that he was not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and if he did, he'd die. You know, Adam knew that he had a beginning and that his life existence would end if he would eat of the tree. Well, Jesus did not tell him why he couldn't eat of the tree. He was told to obey and ask no questions. Now, why would he do that? Freedom of will, because he knew it was going to be a test for him. He knew what was going to happen, and you know, you know. It's, but, but Jesus also knew that it was not good for man to be alone, and he, so he gave, you know, Adam and Eve. You know, he decided to basically, you know, build Eve, and and, and and that's what he did. He took a rib out of Adam and and created her in order to populate the earth. You know, Jesus had to recreate a human female. He took cells from the rib or whatever he did with the rib and he changed the DNA partially the same way he constructed Adam's physical body, the body of Eve was formed. It was equipped with reproductive organs, which would make it possible for her to become pregnant and carry a baby in her womb. Now I want to stop here for one second and I want to to talk about secondary sexual characteristics in womb, in in utero. When mammals are formed and they're, they're conceived, all of them are conceived female, it's just how it works. And what happens is because of the hormones that are in the body, because God made it so elaborate, you know, the you know the, the clitoris, you know, becomes a penis, the the ovaries become testicles, and you have a maturation with a Y chromosome in which the person is changed into a man, and he goes from a right brain dominated hemisphere to a left brain female dominated hemisphere, and he he changes it changes immediately. This is what Lucifer knows. He understands this. You got to remember these. He's not a dummy. You know, at one point, he was you know, the highest created being, you know, heaven under God. And that's why when he staged this coup d'etat. So many people came with him. We got to understand who he is. And that's what they're after here with the transgender stuff right there. Now, I said a mouthful. I'm going to say it again. If you could stop the secondary sexual characteristics from developing when you put a mother on spike proteins, or you put her on hormones or do you whatever you do, or if a child is born, that child will never develop properly. it will be a hermaphrodite. it will be transgender. That's the goal here. And they teach these little children that this is okay. They show them pictures, by the way, of you know, the hermaphroditic agenda or the sexual agenda at four or five years of age. This is why DeSantis got so mad, and these kids are acting this stuff out and trying to rape each other at the age of six now. This is some sick stuff, and I, I don't even like talking about it. But right here is when this occurs with the secondary sexual characteristics that happens. And so when we understand that, it starts you know, start to understand that it is, you know everybody understands where this is coming from. It's from the evil one. You know, but there's no timeline on how long it took to create Eve. There's not. But we know that they weren't, they weren't together and that, you know, Adam was not at the same location where Eve was created. Since the text states that Jesus brought Eve to Adam, Eve would have been given the ability to hear and speak. And both of them knew they were male and females, and they started to enjoy each other. And I believe at this point they probably started to procreate. They were beautiful. They were naked. They lived without shame. And I'll read it to you in Genesis 2, 21 to 25. And the Lord caused Adam a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs, and he closed up the flesh instead thereof, and the rib which was the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam says, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called Eve. We call cause woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked and the man and the wife, and were not ashamed. Genesis two, twenty one to twenty five. Then, this is interesting here, we had to replenish the earth, and Jesus gave Adam and Eve unlimited, you know, gave them limited knowledge. They were told they were, they told them who created them, that they were gods. You know, in the, in the Hebrew term for this is Elohim, and the translators of different Bibles in English, German, and other languages ignore the word Elohim and translated it to God. However, it to God, which is singular, however, they were true to the text and stated that God said, let us, without any explanation of us, who it is. And of course, we, we look at that now as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Adam and Eve were given the whole narrative of the refurbishing of the earth that mostly didn't understand it, because they had no knowledge of the prior universe and what had happened. Now, Adam obviously was a scholar. He obviously was very smart. He could name all the animals. And I'm sure he kept a record of what was going on, and he kept, kept what was happening. Jesus taught them not only to speak a language but, language, but how to know do it in written form. Adam and Eve were told to replenish the earth with their future children. And the word replenish means to restock something that was lost to replace something that was lost in other words the pre-Adamic race and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all of earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so that God created man in his own image in the image of God he created them male and female he created them and God blessed them and God said unto them be fruitful multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. The same word replenish is found in Genesis chapter 9 when Noah and his sons were told to procreate and start to replenish the earth with human beings. This means that the understanding of a pre-Adamic world is true and just like Noah and his sons were to replenish the earth after the great flood, so was Adam and Eve, Genesis 9-1. Now we also know that you know everybody was you know, all the animals were created vegetarians and therefore that pretty much eliminates T-Rex being in the garden running around. We got to understand that too. Thus, refurbishing the earth really created a beautiful paradise without sin that was perfect and without, you know, filled with goodness. And God said, "Behold, I've given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree in which there is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be your for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, whether there is life, I have given you every green herb for meat." And it was so. Genesis one twenty nine through twenty thirty. Now here's what's now this gets very interesting here. The account of the refurbishing of the earth in the six days ended, which is apparently six thousand years according to you know to heavenly time. On the seventh day, God rested from His works. This indicates to me that really that for the next thousand years that there was really limited activity for the Godhead, and He took a day of rest. And Lucifer wasn't going to be allowed to start the temptation until the day of rest was over. And God saw that everything He made had been He had made, and behold, it was good. In the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them, and the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which he had made it. Now, so that means God took a thousand-year break. But remember, to God, a thousand years is but a day. You know, is about a day. Now, what's interesting to this, what were Adam and Eve doing during the seventh day? Now, in my opinion, if you look at this, they were procreating, you know, now stay with me for a second. They were probably having children. Okay. If you do a forensic investigation of the text of Genesis, we're told the temptation of Eve and how she'd led Adam into sinning with her. In chapter four of Genesis is recorded the birth of Cain and Abel after they had fallen from grace. Cain murdered his brother, Abel, and Abel was driven out from the place he eventually would live with his family. He stated he feared that the people living on the earth would slay him. Well, here's the question. Where are these people living on the earth from? Because these people living on the earth supposedly you know, haven't been made by God. How do we know at this point that you know they, haven't, they weren't the people that were from Adam and Eve for that 1,000-year point? We don't know that. Cain then moved to a place called the land of Nod, which was east of Eden, and he gets married and starts to have children. This leads to the following questions. Who were the people he feared would kill him? Who were the people living in Nod? And where did Cain's wife come from? And it makes perfect sense. If you think about this, during the seventh day when God rested, Adam and Eve started to have kids. Now, I personally believe this. I mean, that's what I think. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know because the Bible's not clear about it. But since Eve was able to have children, she's probably very, very fertile. I mean, she had 1,000 years to have kids. That means if she was having kids every couple of years, you know, Adam could have had 500 kids. You know, and by the time they came to age and they started reproducing, there would be now millions of these kids on the earth. It could be that where Cain got his wife in the land of Nod. I don't know. The Bible does not say that Cain was Eve's first child. Became and Abel were the first children Adam and Eve had after they had sinned in the garden. So always remember this stuff that you have to tie some of these things together. And where did this stuff come from? Where did these people come from? So always remember that. Now, after the first seven thousand years, Lucifer was given his first chance to prove his accusation. We have the the uh, the, uh, the 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 person who comes into the story, the bad guy, and he was able to have access to the formous earth and he allowed to tempt one creature to loan out a physical body that would be the snake unless he morphed into the snake we don't know that because again the einso character is a snake in a tree that's from the Kabbalah and basically they tempted Eve and Eve then basically turned and, and, and you know and brought Adam into this mess so we have to understand what happened this is now the serpent was more subtle than the beast of the field which God had made and he said unto the woman yea hath God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Yeah, now, think about this. The angels are watching all this. Okay, This is like a big spectacle, like we talked about yesterday, like they were in an arena. And it says, you know, in Second Corinthians 11, 14 to 15, and no marvel for Satan has transformed himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if he ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now, this serpent basically approached Eve, you know, and started talking to her. And Lucifer, just figured out that Eve would be the weakest link, and he waited patiently for Eve was alone in the garden, and Adam was busy wherever he was. You know, about Adam should have been on point, but Adam had no idea this was going to happen either. And that's when, the, that's when, you know, the serpent, you know, basically walked up to Eve, and maybe had who knows, may have had legs back then. Who knows? Uh, but Eve was not surprised that the serpent was talking to her, which I think I find that a little, bit, a little bit odd. But you know, who knows what was going on as far as in the Garden of Eden at that time, and if, if people could actually talk to animals, I don't know. But you know all of a sudden she you know she she picks one of the fruits of the trees to start eating it, and at that point, we probably had a dark shadow cover Eve, and basically and her spirit basically was still filled with with the sinful nature transferred over from Lucifer she Lucifer beguiled Eve now 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 one other thing I want to say this some people believe that when Cain killed Abel, and this is what these luciferians believe that when they talk about being beguiled that Eve was basically either raped or had sex with Lucifer, and that gave line to the bloodline of Cain. Whether that's true or not, you guys figure that one out on your own. But this transferred her into this kingdom of Satan, and then now she wanted to make sure she took Adam with her. By this time, the serpent, you know, was gone, and basically, and uh, he was probably excited that he had done this, and the woman had chosen to sin rather than love Jesus and be obedient. And as, as an evil spirit, now had now been placed in Eve. She located Adam, told him what she had done, and he looked at his beautiful wife, and then he thought about Jesus, and Eve stood with the fruit in her hand and begged him to eat it and join her in rebellion, and Adam made a choice. He loved Jesus, but he loved his wife more, and he stretched out his hand, and he took the fruit from her hand, and he ate it, and a dark shadow then covered him. So all of this stuff is, you know, recorded in the Bible as far as the scripture here, and, you know, and ye ye shall be as gods, knowing for good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes, tree to be desired to make one wise. She took the, the fruit, therefore, and did eat, and also gave it to her husband with her, and he did also eat. Genesis three one through six. Now, what was interesting is that we realize that these angels must have been weeping by now in the universe, the good angels, because Lucifer now, you know, had joined his evil spirits. And evil spirits, they were, you know, they were they were jubilant, and they were they were boasting that Jesus had worked for some, I guess, seven thousand years to set up a new race. And in a few minutes, Lucifer came in and beguiled her. So, you know, all of a sudden they realized they were naked and they had heard Jesus calling, God calling in the evening, and they were gripped by fear and they hid themselves. And, you know, then we know that, you know, Jesus called Adam and told him to come forth and ask him who he told that he was naked. And he asked if he had eaten the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed the serpent. Everybody's blaming everybody here. And you know what's funny about this, I'm going to stop for one second and break the story up a little bit and just get off the intensity of this. You see this all of the time when people have bad relationships and bad marriages. They may be married one, two, three, four or five times and I've seen it repeatedly now and you talk to them and they hate all five of their ex-husbands or they hate hate all five of their ex-wives and it's always the other person's fault. And I see this with the blame shifting here in the Garden of Eden, it's always somebody else's fault. No, we have to take responsibility for what we do, and it's going to always be sitting back on us. I heard an old Baptist preacher say at one time this way. He said, every pot sits on its own bottom, and these guys should have said, hey, we did this. We're bad. We should have done this. That's what this says. And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Genesis 3, 9 through 13. Jesus just ignored the blame game, and he basically started sentencing. He cursed the serpent for having loaned out his body. He'd lose his legs, apparently, and from that time, all serpents of the earth were cursed. And the serpent had not had a free will. He would not have been judged, but apparently he had a free will, unless it was, again, Lucifer that had basically morphed himself into this. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above all and every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of their life. Genesis 3.14. And then Jesus made a very prophetic statement. He says that there will be a war between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman, In due time, Lucifer would be crushed, this is Genesis 3.15, and I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, at that point in time, the women were basically sentenced to difficult childbirth, and unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception, In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thou desire shall be thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And men were sentenced to hard labor. And so all of this stuff happened because of following into sin and not doing what God wanted them to do. We have to understand that it wasn't like God was like trying to be mean to them. He was like saying, Hey, look, you guys have been disobedient kids. So here's the deal. You know, the Adam and Eve and their offspring were driven out of the garden, which is then to be protected by a cherubim with flaming swords. And this one act of disobedience cost Adam and Eve and a close fellowship with Jesus and their beautiful lifestyle in the garden. Now, you couldn't put a blame on the Godhead here. The angels that were watching this, both good and bad, learned no blame to be put on the Godhead. Adam and Eve had been warned, and they had lived a fantastic life, but they chose to rebel. Lucifer, I'm sure, was just completely uh, beside himself in joy. you know. And so we have to understand that in the future, the Redeemer would come and bring salvation to the human race and prove that God is righteous, and that's Genesis 3.15, which is what Jesus did. So it's really, really important to understand where we're coming from with all of this today. You know, just like what happened in the thousand-year kingdom in the future, Lucifer was released back on the earth, including the fallen angels, and maybe, maybe not all of them. Maybe the Watchers weren't. I don't know. And evil spirits and Lucifer and the fallen angels literally took up. This is Revelation 23 verse seven. Lucifer and the fallen angels took up their residence in the air, while the demons spread out on the earth like ants. Ephesians 6 ten through twelve. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, Ephesians 6:10 through 12. And we need to understand that the human race, the human race when all this happened, had collectively died spiritually. And they were operating in their human bodies, you know, with their souls, but each one had been infected with a sinful nature. And the demons had a field day. They started to possess them and take control over them. And so he says in Romans five twelve through 14, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law of sin in the, was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned. And in the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the future of him, that was to come. And we have to understand that Lucifer, at that point, I'm sure, ordered the fallen angels to organize the evil spirits and to start wars and murder on the earth, to start all these different religions and all the rest of it. And then they entice Cain to kill Abel. And remember, this is where it comes in that Cain killed Abel, and Abel's blood cried out, cried out. And it says it's like a thunderbolt that went through the entire universe when this happened. And we need to understand that in Hebrews it says that when Christ died on the cross and he shed his blood, it was much, much greater than that of a, you know, Gable. And that's the thunderbolt that is the omnipresence of God Almighty through Christ Jesus and the blood that transforms us, that makes us a new creature, that allows our DNA to be reconciled back to God Almighty, to allow us to come in the presence of God, to allow God no longer to see us, but to only see Jesus when he sees us, because we are redeemed. That's what the cross is. I've tied all this together now today, back to the New Testament. This is the same group of people, it's always the same group of these entities, these fallen angels, these evil ones that do everything. It's the bloodline families. It's, it's the Rothschilds. It's the DuPonts. It's all the rest of these people that are running the planet, have been here for years and years and years and years, decades, centuries, millennial, that do this. It's the same ones that took down Building 7. It's the same ones that did 9-11. It's the same ones that did World War One, World War II, the Vietnam War. It's always the same people, the same group that brought us the Federal Reserve Act. The same group that basically came in and caused the civil war in the United States, the same group that did all of this stuff is the same group. It's always them. And their father is Lucifer. And he's basically, you know, a liar from the beginning and he always will be a liar. There's nothing we can do to fix any of that. That's who he is. So again, if you write, if you read the book by William Guy Carr, which I highly recommend, Pawns in the Game, it goes into detail on this and it talks about how we are pawns in the game of this great, how should I say, trial. You know, And this appeal that happened in the heavenlies eons of time ago, and here we all sit in the middle of it. That's why when we put on the full armor of God, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, and we realize who Christ is and what Jesus did for us, it makes sense. Because he is our the escape strategy that we have, and without him, it's impossible to get through this. That's why I tell you guys all the time, it's all about Jesus, the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of our faith. Without him, there is no redemption, period and always remember that. Wow. Okay, awesome. That's the end of my Age of Wars Part 7. What do you think, buddy? What's your next story?
0: Oh, that's excellent information. I mean, it, what I think where a lot of people are starting to, because I've gotten some, a lot of positive emails on this, is I think a lot of people are really kind of starting to understand, as most people really do as far as when you really get into this, is that this isn't something that's new under the sun what we're dealing with right now. This is why I've repeatedly told people you have to continually protect your children and raise them up in the way they should go. This this is not something that's just, oh, you know, this started to happen, you know, a couple years ago or 10 years ago. This has been a concerted effort for me since the beginning of time. But what we're watching now is the push and the drive to really have a massive culture change again in this generation, because you read back through history, like you're just talking about them, and you go back to the Canaanite stuff, you go back to the uh, everything that occurred, and it was constant—the same thing, just essentially a different book cover, but the same story all the way back to the sacrifices of children, all the way back to the pagan rituals, all the way back to the perversion. And then it starts back over again. And God's trying to really encourage people. Hey guys, it's not a good idea to be doing this, you know, just a battle for your soul. And this is what we're watching right now. Again, is we're watching this current, you know, generation, so to speak, not just by an age standpoint, like Gen Z or Gen, you know, or, or baby boomers or anything like that. But this actual generation is again, trying to shift forward through perversion, and normalize the sadistic behaviors that, again, were the paganism back in the day. And this is why a lot of Christians have had a hard time understanding why God Almighty – read about it in Samuel, read about it in Joshua – and when God goes, okay, this is – when you go in here, when you go into the city, you put the sword to every man, every woman, every child, every donkey, every ox, every animal – Every single thing that is breathing in this city, you destroy it because not only had it all been corrupted, it had all been involved and engaged in constant sadistic behavior. Everything was normalized to them, whatever it was, whether it be animals, family, kids, women. And so people found that harsh. But then you have to understand that you weren't really dealing with individuals that were more than likely made in the image of God anymore. They have been perverted. They've been completely and totally changed in a different direction, and that's what we're watching happen now. They're trying to do it with everything, from with the food, with the water, with the shots, with everything. They're trying to slowly again degrade the human body. I mean, this is why I have been so adamant over and over and over here with people. I said, do not use fluoride. Do not be putting that stuff in your mouth. Do not be drinking it. Do not be using fluoride mouthwash. Do not be using fluoride toothpaste. That has been One of the biggest lies ever put on the American population since the 50s is that fluoride is good for you. It somehow protects your teeth, but if you get slightly too much of it, it causes dental fluorosis, which makes your teeth fall apart and crumble. I've still never understood how people can even buy that concept. A little bit of a neurotoxin makes your teeth strong and hard. A little too much of this neurotoxin, your teeth crumble out and fall. Really? Really? Is that is that how it really works? Is that really how it's supposed to happen, guys? That would be like saying, hey, your body needs some vitamin C to maintain an immune system. But if you have slightly too much vitamin C in your diet, your entire immune system grenades and your body basically goes into shock and in you die. So be very careful about vitamin C. No, people are like, I'm not touching that. It's an essential nutrient. Your body needs vitamin C to maintain a healthy immune system. I mean, they figured this out with scurvy. This it's really important. If you get too much of it, massive doses of it orally was do gives you basically bowel tolerance at the very most after you know a huge dosage of it, and that's it. And then it's over with. And again, you can continue to take it if you if you take it co- correctly, like I've told you guys before, like with the vitamin C antioxidants that we have, and you microdose it all day, where you take you know 600 or 1200 or 1800 milligrams, and you take it with food, you can take it two, three, four times a day in some cases, and massively increase your vitamin C uptake and keep your vitamin C blood levels extremely elevated, which really helps out with your immune system. You will find if your D3 levels are in the proper range, if you get blood work, if they're in the proper range, and you use vitamin C on a daily basis like I just described, you will very rarely ever catch a cold or get sick unless it's self-induced like you're just pushing your body too hard and you're not eating clean and you're not sleeping and you're not getting enough rest and your basic mind just gets exhausted. That may happen, but in the overall instance, you very rarely are ever going to get sick with the correct nutrients in your body, but yet they tell you, oh. Fluoride, it's it's healthy for your teeth, but if you swallow it in your toothpaste that you're putting in your mouth, contact Poison Control Center. This, again, is why they have done it, because it numbs down the brain. It stops the mind from being able to expand its ideas, its consciousness of saying, hey, this is what's really going on. It prevents you from really asking concrete, rational thought questions. It prevents you from trying to understand and engage in new ideas and new things and go, okay, I can understand that. I can see their point. I can understand where they're coming from right now. may not agree with it, but I understand it, and I understand this side. I'm, I'm definitely leaning more towards this side of thought. I understand both of them, but I can I can understand both of them and look at it and go, okay, I get it. That's why I've told you guys before. I'm all, I've always been open for debates and I've talked about people you know in person and having discussions. The problem that you will find, Is that majority of the hardcore leftist communists, they do not want to have a rational debate because in most cases they will lose. They just start screaming obscene statements that have no relevance whatsoever to try to push their agenda and make themselves look like they're the victim. They always play. It's always the victim card. That's how you, I guess, win a fight if you're the communist is you just play the victim. I'm the victim. You're transphobic. We didn't even say anything about that. It doesn't matter. You're racist now. I'm not racist at all. You're also white. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're a grandma killer. Like, okay, are you you just going to keep coming up with random names now because you don't agree with what I'm saying? Yeah, that's pretty much what they do. (laughs) We saw this blatantly during COVID. They want everybody to push the agenda. It's ironic. The other day I saw this article with the CEO of Anheuser-Busch now. He's now blaming – The massive sales from Bud Light and the boycott of Bud Light is he's saying, well, it was misinformation. People don't understand what actually happened. We didn't do any of this. I'm not joking. He's actually trying to backtrack and dig this giant hole that he's in, but he's just digging himself deeper. Instead of taking the blame for the catastrophic attempt to normalize gender dysphoria, he went on to say – I kid you not. He said – Online misinformation and confusion is what caused this. The It is ironic. The original report was that the Bud Light can, and I quote, was a production can, and every can would be like that one that we'll have in this post. And then that's what they originally said. This can with this transgender kid on it was going to be put in full production. Literally now, they've done a full 180, and they said – this is what I said. the next quote. We never intended to make it for general production and sale to the public. <laughs> I mean completely contradicted themselves, and now what they've done in their utter stupidity, they've now got all the hardcore leftists super mad at Bud Light because they're saying, well, now you're not producing this transgender can, and you are never going to produce it. Now we're mad at you. Now the conservatives are saying we're never going to touch this product ever again because you guys are hardcore pro-transgender. So – Bud Light just dug themselves a giant hole. The difference is, how long is this going to last where people actually remember what they did and continue to decide we're going to vote with our dollars? It was funny on uh, Saturday night. That's Atlanta over to Tampa. Went to a comedy show with John Christ. He's a Christian comedian. It's actually a really, really funny show. And, you know, the whole crowd was pretty much conservative, you know, because everybody kind of knows the basis of his comedy and what he does. And, and uh, it was funny because he he had a comment and he was kind of going into this joke, lining it up. And he was making a joke about somebody that basically was out in California. And he's like, well, we already know you probably drink Bud Light. And I'm talking about when you want to say a crowd Went wild laughing. It was probably one of the biggest energy spikes I've ever heard in my life in a crowd auditorium. And everybody started laughing and applauding. And it was funny to be there and see and understand. And there's a lot of other jokes that he did. Jokes about the COVID shot, even about blood clots. It was funny. And it was funny, though, to see so many people in the same room that had the same like-minded aspect about a lot of these topics. And it goes to show you that we're not the minority. Conservative Christian values are the majority in the United States. However, the media, contrary to what they know is going on, they want everybody to think this perversion is the new normal. They want to think that transgenderism is this massive thing that everybody needs to accept because you know 1% of the population has a mental illness like gender dysphoria. What they've done so effectively – through the mainstream media is continue to pollute the minds with misinformation, true misinformation, into making people think that this is normal, that you are alone in thinking this way, that you – having biblical ethics is completely and totally the minority when in essence we're the majority. We have it. We just have to continue to be vocal and be open and talk and understand with one another and continue to get the truth out there, and that's what I've told people before. Like Dad said, I've said this repeatedly. If somebody doesn't agree with you and they're conservative or Christian or there's a topic they don't agree on, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has the right to disagree. If you talk to somebody 70 to 80% of everything they say is really right. accurate and you agree with it, that's still a fantastic grade. That's Bs and Cs. That's still pretty good. That's still greatly passing. Now, if you start talking to somebody and they, you only agree with about 10 or 20% of what they say – You have to start looking at where you really align with them, but don't get caught up. And when the media likes to do this, they like to take one small incident, one small event, one topic, and they like to use it as a wedge, as a massive wedge between, like, say, two rocks, two rocks that are super strong together, two conservative rocks. And they like to put a little wedge in the middle, and then they like to just hammer it in 50 times. All of a sudden, the rocks split apart. And people go, I don't agree with you on this. Why is it? Do you not agree with it because it's something you're diametrically opposed to? Or is it something that you've been told? You have to disagree with it, and you have to go along with it. Understand the media's sole purpose is to tell you what to think and what to feel. It is not to give you information. It is not to give you truth. It is to manipulate and control the way you think, perceive, and act please understand that from a psychological warfare standpoint that is why it is so crucial that you get real true positive information and you know the source you're getting it from and by all means stay away from the television i know that sounds weird sometimes but stay off the tv especially the news stories and stuff if you want to look stuff up go online and find something but what they've done with the media and the essence of the videography that they do on mainstream media is so far out there from a psychop standpoint. Most people have no idea how manipulative it is when you actually watch it and what it does to your brain. So please my friends, keep getting the truth out there. Thank you for getting the show out there and forwarding the shows and forwarding our website and keep getting out. There. I get email after email people that haven't heard the show and also they email me like, dude, like a lot of stuff on the show. Some stuff I don't agree with it, but I like a lot of it. I'm really interested in this. I respond back to them. I'm saying, okay, cool. Yeah, this, this is what we do here. You can call us up. We can help you out with this. Or what do you want to know? Please continue to get the truth out there because we are all in this together. And the more we do it, you know you do what's right the more you have a fighting chance to continue to help other people stay strong and understand the truth so they can continue to have a snowball effect of people waking up and really following biblical principles again in this country.
1: What do you think, Dan? You know, that was that was absolutely amazing, Austin. I mean, if we don't wake up and follow the biblical principles, you know, this evil that's discouraged, this demonic presence that's been released upon this planet is going to continue to overtake everybody and everything. You know, there was a great halt to this. You know, this continued to go unabated all the way from the Garden of Eden. You know, God tried to separate the Jews to serve him, and they wouldn't stop killing their own children and sacrificing to these entities and these fallen gods. And remember, too, this is important. You know, the giants were there on the the earth that day, in in that time. And now I'm going to tie one more little piece of this puzzle together. This is Genesis 6. I'll go into more detail on this tomorrow. But what ended up happening is I believe that these ancient Titans, you know, like Zeus and Apollo and all that, I believe a lot of those ancient mythologies that we were taught, you know, as kids as being myths, I think some of that stuff may have been true. And it may have been some of these these entities that were Nephilim before the flood. And they were basically, you know, Talked about for generations about the giants that were on the earth. And of course, we know we have the statues or the the skeletons of the giants. They find they always seem to disappear into the Smithsonian. All of this stuff is, you know, you know, post flood. We got to look at we got to remember that that we're not talking about millions of years ago that whole theory of evolution and the millions of years ago nonsense they've thrown at us over and over and over again it's all based on carbon dating which is just rife with just absolutely inaccuracies and the bible is going to be a lot more accurate if, if you go over to Angkor Wat over in Cambodia they've got pictures of a stegosaurus you know en- engraved in the rock Well, how in the world this is for like 1600 it's like 500 years ago how in the world do they know what a stegosaurus was 500 years ago but they weren't like a bunch of archaeologists going out there and excavating Stegosauruses. I mean, this is crazy that this lie that we that's permeated this culture and this world is so invasive. But why should we be surprised? Because he's the original liar and the father of lies, and that, that and that's Lucifer, and we have to understand that. And he's going to continue to lie because, like I said, he doesn't want to have a scorched earth policy, in which he destroys everything. He wants to rule a fallen planet. That's full of filth and perversion, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was becoming very quickly again in the days of Rome with open human sacrifice and gladiatorial combat to the death. And Christ came in and stopped all of that stuff. They don't want a new world order. They want their old world order back. I've told you that, guys, hundreds of times. But we're not going to let them have that. Not on our watch. On the ten thousand dollars Show, we're going to stand against this. Thank you for your support of Health Masters. Guys, we couldn't be bringing you programming like this if it wasn't for your support. Thank you again. Thank you for getting your toothpaste not eating fluoride in your toothpaste that has that says on the label it to contact the poison control center immediately. I mean, oh gosh, I love you guys. I appreciate you. I mean, you can't even make stuff up off. Awesome. You want to finish it off, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's well said,
0: and you know, and that's why I've, I've tried to tell so many people before when a lot of this fear point gets pushed out here in alternative media. Right? And they constantly say, oh, we're about to have a nuclear war again. It's going to be a nuclear exchange with all the major countries. We're going to be dropping nuclear heads. We're going to go to you know, fire wasteland. And the answer to that is why? Why would they want to do that? There is no useful purpose to have a giant scorched earth with everybody dead and everything radioactive. There's no reason for that at all. That's why I've told people to be very cautious, even in alternative media, that you're not reading stuff that's designed just to instill fear. Remember, God is not giving you a spirit of fear. Now, a lot of this alternative media is simply clickbait. They want to get the likes. They want to get the algorithms. They want to be able to boost the amount of people that they have as far as views, or users or viewers or unique visitors. That way, when they want to somewhere advertise, they go, oh, look at my spreadsheet. So many clicks I had. This is how many unique views I had. This is how many, you know, basically engagements I had. People go, oh, I'll I'll pay $1,000 a month to add on there. And in most cases, they don't sell anything. Seen it. Done it. Been there. Watched it. All types types of alternative media. And all of a sudden, people go, well, I'm not getting – I'm not burning revenue in from all this money. Oh, well, you just got to wait. You just got to wait. Now, it's because they're putting clickbait, fear porn, and that's all they're getting. That's how they're manipulating their data. Be very cautious of that as far as what you read and what you understand and realize that there's a lot of stuff we can do. There's a lot of stuff we can change, we can't control. And one of those things is making sure you're awake and aware and prepared and continuing to get the truth out there to so many people. I saw another article earlier now that it was total hatchet job again on MSNBC talking about applauding the Proud Boys verdicts. They said, but don't breathe a sigh of relief. There's evidence that extremist groups are pivoting towards a more decentralized approach now. And I mean, I mean, it's total, total just hit job on conservatives and basically saying that conservatives now are going to start becoming domestic terrorists because of the Proud Boys being charged with seditious conspiracy, which, first off, that was a civil war charge. They, they literally had to dig that thing up out of this. Out of a civil war cemetery to try to find this obscure charge to charge these guys with. And ironically enough, isn't it crazy? The BLM terrorists, the Antifa terrorists that burned down 140 cities during COVID when lockdowns were happening. You haven't heard of one single one ever had a federal charge. Most of them never even got felonies. Most of the DAs downgraded stuff to trespassing or vandalism. Nothing. Yet you got guys that walked into the Capitol pitching a fit, some of them breaking windows, some of them needing to go to jail for certain aspects like vandalism. I agree with that. And trespassing. I do understand that. But seditious conspiracy for 20 years in a federal penitentiary? Come on, guys. I think it was a whole kangaroo court sham. Everything is designed to keep people in control and in line, and we have to understand that we have to do everything we can. To continue to expose the truth of what's happening because the manipulation, like I said on this MSNBC article, I just shook my hand. My golly, I know MSNBC puts out some filth, just, I mean, just total work of fiction. But yet, oh, no, everybody used to be scared now. They're poisoning the American conservatives to be the next bad guys. They already did this in the 90s, went after Waco with Timothy McVeigh. That's why the CIA and the ATF had to set up the whole thing with the Oklahoma City bombing. That whole thing was set up with ATF all over it. They had to change the narrative and get the view off them after what they did with burning and butchering 76 women and children in the Waco massacre. So then they had to turn it all of a sudden. What do they do? They play the victim card. Don't fall prey to the victim card, my friends. Hold people accountable. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Last day to get the HH Stimulate on sale's product of the week. You voted for it. It won 12% off. Be sure to check it out if you want to grab it and vote for what you want to see win tomorrow. More likely the ultimate multiple powder going on sale for Wednesday's product of the week. I appreciate you, my friends. Keep up the fight every day. Keep getting the truth out there. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.